Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. you're favored by God, what it means is that the infinite, eternal, omnipotent creator is for you. And that's why the Apostle Paul asks the question, if God is for you, who can be against you? If you have the favor of your father, is there anything you need to be concerned with in reality, worried about, fearful of? You've been reconciled to God. It's easy to get so preoccupied and overwhelmed by your to-do lists, meetings and deadlines. But when was the last time you gazed at the night sky in awe or stared in wonder at the vast ocean? In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds you that the infinite, all-powerful God of the universe loves you and is for you. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 as he continues his message, Spiritual Pride. Point number two, sometimes God will turn our enemies into loyal allies. Sometimes he takes, he actually takes our enemies and makes them part of the family. And you see it in the scriptures in several different places. But Paul himself is one of the best examples. Paul was determined to put down Christianity. It wasn't even called Christianity yet. It was a little sect within Judaism. And these people who were claiming that Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah and and teaching what he taught and Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul the Apostle, he was determined to put a stop to it. So he was arresting Christians. And then one day Jesus, the risen Lord Jesus, confronted him on the road to Damascus. And Paul himself became a follower of Christ. But this relatively unknown individual. The only thing we really know about this particular Ananias of Damascus was that God called him to go to this infamously murderous Pharisee, Saul of Tarsus, and be the first instrument used by God in Paul's life. And he was reluctant at first, but he went, he did it. Well, I think one of the things Paul learned from Ananias was to love your enemies. I think he saw it put into practice. Now, going back to the text, verse 3, it's that common greeting that we find in Paul's epistles, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It has been rightly said that it's always going to be in that order because you can't possibly have the peace of God governing your heart without first having the grace of God present in your life. So it's always first grace and then peace. So I want us to talk about grace for a little bit here. You know, I was always taught that grace is God's unmerited favor. You know, that was always given as the the line, the definition, whatever, you know, that when we talk about grace, we're talking about God's unmerited favor. 
But what I've seen is that grace has been misunderstood for centuries because that's an inadequate explanation. When we talk about God's grace, what exactly is it that we're talking about? Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 informs us, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship. You're not working, in other words, he's working. You're his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. So, see, the emphasis, when we talk about grace, the emphasis in my experience, has most commonly been on that part about it being unmerited, undeserved, unearned. And so we emphasize this thing is not by works. We emphasize that it's freely given, it's undeserved. But the question remains, what is it? What is it that's being given? What is it that you can't possibly deserve, you can't possibly earn? What are we talking about when we talk about grace? Well, it's the favor of God. Okay, what does that mean? Well, when you think about, you know, in in ancient times with kings, the king was the ultimate authority. He was, in many cases, not always, but in many cases, the absolute authority. Like in the ancient world, Caesar didn't, he didn't really usually have absolute. In some cases he did, but like with Babylon, with Nebuchadnezzar, he had absolute authority. And so if you had the favor of the king... Well, it meant you were protected. You were provided for. There were connotations, right? There were implications of having the favor of the king. Listen to me. There are, there are some huge implications to having the favor of God in your, in your life. The blessing of your Father in heaven. I believe a good way to understand what grace is, is to stop thinking of it with that cliche, God's unmerited favor. Think of it more as the enabling power that God imparts to his children. The enabling power of God to fulfill his purpose for your life. The enabling power of God resident within you. See, if you're favored by God, what it means is that the infinite, eternal, omnipotent creator is for you. And that's why the Apostle Paul asked the question, if God is for you, who can be against you? If you have the favor of your father, is there anything you need to be concerned with in reality, worried about, fearful of? You've been reconciled to God. What that means is that the spirit of almighty God has made your body his temple. That's what the Bible says. You have become the temple of the living God. The spirit of God now lives within you. So this favor, this power of God, it's not just upon your life, it's within your life. You've been reconciled to God. And not only that, he's, according to the scriptures, he's given you the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, he's given you the privilege of serving as his messenger to go to people around you and tell them, listen, God wants a relationship. He wants there to be reconciliation. Right now, according to the scriptures, you know, there's a separation there. There are a lot of people who believe that God exists. They've never really had an encounter with him. They've never really entered into a relationship, not a real relationship, because spiritually they're still dead. And they can't do anything about that. Only he can change it. Only he can impart life. But see, once a person has been reconciled to God, once the Spirit of God is resident within you and his power is working to transform you on the inside, well, then he sends you in that power to other people. 
this is point number three, by the way. Grace is the enabling power of God working in and through his children to enable us to accomplish his will, his plans, his purposes. And it is, it is given freely. It is, you know, you can't possibly earn it. You can't possibly ever deserve it. It's just a free gift. Jesus paid for it with his blood. To have a proper understanding of grace is just critically important because a wrong understanding of grace, a misunderstanding, it's often led to like a distorted mindset, a mindset in which God's grace is viewed as a get-out-of-hell-free card. You know, I'm under grace, I'm not under law, so that means I can just kind of live for myself. I mean, I set my own goals, I pursue my ambitions, I can do whatever I want. It doesn't really matter. It's like the Gnostics in the first century thought, what, what you do in the body doesn't count because you're actually spirit. So, no, that's, that's not what we're talking about. That's not grace. What grace means, the fact that you're not under law, you're under grace, means that he's now written his law into your heart. He has imprinted his holy law, his perfect order for you and the rest of creation. He's imprinted your soul with his law. In other words, he's freed our souls from the chaos that's so prevalent all around us in this world. He's favored us, if you will, with an internal awareness of that perfect order, which always proceeds from his presence. The way Paul expresses it in chapter 2, he says, we have the mind of Christ. What that means is that we have available to us, we have now access, literally, to the mind of Christ. It's, it's not something that we're able maybe to, you know, to appropriate all at once, but he's like, we're not supposed to be thinking like the world and like we used to think. We have the mind of Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, Paul wrote, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You see, what grace does is it changes it. Grace transforms us. It's, it's that dynamic power of God that working inside us, giving us life and changing who we are, transforming us from within, bit by bit by bit. What it doesn't do is give us a license to just live self-indulgent lives. We're so glad you tuned in today for today's message in the book of 1 Corinthians. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too? that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? 
It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the book of 1 Corinthians here on Main Thing Radio. 